Welcome back, saucers. Welcome back, players. How was your happy happy Indigenous Day? How was your Indigenous yes. Thanksgiving, Indigenous Day, Native American Day of Remembrance? Yes, and in honor. And in honor. The most, and, and you know, Thanksgiving has become, obviously, come to represent something beautiful, time with family, being with loved ones, sharing a meal, all that is great. Mm -hmm. um, the roots of it are the most, arguably the most fucked up of all of our holidays, and we got some doozies. But, um, <laughs> that's, we, we, that's, sure, we sure do, Molly. We sure do. And we so, sure do. Yeah, we, um, we've been following this story for a little bit, and I feel like this is a good time to kind of work this story in to talk about because it's yeah. definitely not being talked about enough. Um, a friend, no, it's not. A friend had uh, clued me into this, and I was like, I cannot. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I cannot believe this is going on, and it's not being talked about to the degree it is. Um, right. There's like a podcast called This Land that does a really good job. So check out their podcast. Shout out to This Land, um, mm -hmm. and they go like really in depth. But we're going to give you like some uh, good fast facts and some yeah. uh, things that you probably didn't know was going on. Um, with the Native American communities and the tribes here, because I don't know if you guys knew this, but like we don't take good care of Indigenous and Native <laughs> American uh, people. I don't know if you guys knew. That. I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but <laughs> Indigenous people aren't treated very well. Yeah, in it's, most continents, to be real, it's um, right, right. It's not just an all. American uh, ideal to yeah. treat our Indigenous peoples like shit. Yeah. Um, you know, there was this general. Oh, God, back in the 1800s, I believe, General Custer. Did you, did you know about General Custer? Who, oh, like, yeah. He took, uh, he won so many medals and shit. He was, like, the youngest general ever. So disgusting. He, like, attacked Native women and children. Like, that was his tactic to take over their lands, was to mm -hmm. kidnap and, and, and attack her uh, Native women and children. And basically... Yeah. That what a hasn't, man, right? Yeah, that hasn't ended. Like that, and his no. strategy always worked. We've called him a genius because obviously that strategy worked because it was inhumane and, and yeah, because you're a white man with automatic weapons and you come and attack women and children of an indigenous indigenous tribe. What a genius technique! He genius. always wins. Yeah, that's he, crazy. He, they did. Yeah, so that technique has not um, died. Basically, that technique to separate children from mm -hmm. uh, native. American tribes, families is still going on today. And that's exactly what we're talking about. So taking children has been one strategy for terrorizing native, uh, native families for centuries. And from the mass removal of native children from their communities into boarding schools to their widespread adoption and fostering out to mostly white families. It's what led to the passage of the Indian Child Welfare Act or ICWA. And we're going to be talking a lot about ICWA. So that's what it stands for in 1978. <clears throat> and I'm so embarrassed. I had no idea about I ICWA. didn't either. Um, I didn't either. And you know, side note, I would yeah. love to uh, do an episode later on the Native American boarding schools because I had no idea how messed up that program was and I had no idea how disturbing that entire situation is and what was oh. actually happening Be yep. because when I was little I, I heard about I heard about that I heard about one we had we knew people uh, we have a family in Phoenix and then we knew somebody who I just remember hearing oh there's a boarding school here there's a Native American boarding school and, and that 
I didn't think anything of it. And I didn't know. It stuck in my mind, obviously, because I was like, interesting, a boarding school and it's all Native Americans. But I knew nothing about it until, I mean, literally it was last year. I, yeah. I think you and I were talking about the history of that and why it started and what was actually happening yeah. culturally, what, why those were <laughs> instigated. And it's so disturbing. I think that's a separate episode all its own, but uh, I, I want to do more research too, but I'm encouraging people to look that up. And to get like maybe a, a definitely like an expert more than, yes, more yes. than, more than all brains. Yeah. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And and ICWA, it's it's basically it's a touchstone legislation that aimed to reverse more than a century of state sponsored family separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a re- and we're going to go into uh, the reasons why that there's a lot of uh, ways that we've attacked the native communities. Um, and I talked about uh, the podcast called This Land, and in the latest season, they had a Cherokee journalist, Rebecca Nagel. Shout out to her. She did such amazing work uh, talking about this. Um, And she showed how corporate lawyers and right-wing think tanks like the Cato Institute have teamed up with non-Native families to not only dismantle ICWA, but the entire legal structure protecting Native rights. Uh, And so far, they've made small but important victories. And maybe that's why it's not talked about enough. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because they're like little itty-bitty cracks in in ICWA, basically. But the fact that they're even happening is so horrifying. And that we're letting these families get away with it. So... Because people don't know. Yeah. So last April of this year, um, an appeals court upheld parts of a federal district court decision in a case called Brackeen. It's a family called the Brackeens um, versus Halen. And Deb Haland, Holland, ah, Holland, I believe it's pronounced. Um, she's the secretary of, oh, God, secretary of, and, oh, fuck, I forget. I'm terrible. Um, she represents the tribes, right? No, no, she's, I'm going to look this up right now so I don't, um, mess this up. Brief interlude. Brief interlude. Okay. She is this, yeah, I was going to say interior, but that's not right, but it is secretary of the interior. Okay. Um, and she is native American, um, as well of, She's from the Navajo country in, uh, county in Arizona. Okay. Uh, she's amazing. But basically, she, it's Brackeen versus Holland. Um, and this appeals court found parts of ICWA unconstitutional. The non-Indian this reasoning just, like, infuriates <laughs> me. Yeah. The non-Indian plaintiffs contend, contend that federal protections to keep Native children from Native families constitute illegal racial to discrimination. Them, to keep them with Native families. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, to, to keep Native children with Native families constitute illegal racial discrimination against white people, essentially, and that ICWA's federal standards commandeer state courts and agencies for a federal agenda, but plainly that mostly white families wanting to foster and adopt Native children are claiming one, uh, claiming res- reverse racism and arguing that federal overreach is trampling states' rights. We've all heard that one before, right? Trampling yes, states' rights. Two code words frequently associated with dismantling anti-racist policies. Like, no anytime, fucking shit. Anytime... White people claim reverse racism. <laughs> you know, there's no hope. There's no there's fucking no hope. hope. <laughs> to, to say, honestly, like, can you imagine? 
there's a program in place meant to keep Native children with their parents and their tribes. And then these white people come along like, it's racist that we can't adopt them. That yeah. you can't take them out from under their tribe and their family members. Because this also extends, there's like a hierarchy, right, in Native tribes where if the parents can't take exactly. care of the children, it goes to extended family. Yeah, so that's exactly what ICWA does. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It goes to... Um, in the family, in the exact family of yeah. if the parents can't do it. And if not the family, then it goes to their tribe. And if yes. not the tribe, then it goes to um, another, another tribe. tribe. And that's what happened here. Um, another tribe was uh, trying to... Um, so the Brackeens wanted to adopt um, because they got a calling from God um, oh, to... That's what they said. Yeah, to adopt, yeah. The, to extend their family. They had a calling for God, from God to okay. adopt and they found they um got a call saying that there was a baby that needed like immediate like fostering mm -hmm. and they took care of the baby but they were also like told that the about the whole process with how like there's another tribe that could take care of this could claim this child yeah. essentially and rights. after like nine months of that other tribe trying to basically take care and get the baby the Brackings uh filed they're like no like this baby belongs with us because he's used to us and it there's so many things right like you can have empathy for mm -hmm. someone taking care of a baby for like nine months to a yeah, year which is where they're it, yeah and bonding of course but when you have to educate yourself on the Native American policies you are just completely centering centering yourself you're in your own universe yeah. and and you are the only you know per, you're not the only people that can take care of this child and no, the fact and that you didn't do your research is not there no one's fucking fault but your own it's incredibly disrespectful and it's also yes. it's so egocentric because at the yeah. end of the day you know, you're you're saying, oh, I bonded with this baby. It knows us. Of course, this should be ours. And then knowing that a, like you said, not doing your research about the way that it works in within the tribe is disrespectful. Then someone tells you how it works, and then you decide to fight against it. Like, is nah. incredibly disrespectful. But on top of that, you're clearly not even considering what this child's life will look like, could look like in either scenario. You're exactly. not even understanding... And I understand it's a beautiful thing and it can really work out in great ways for interracial adoptions. That's not like, that should mm -hmm. never happen. However, there's an insane amount of education and research, I believe, that needs to be done and awareness that needs to be had and preparation for these conversations and this life that this child is going to have raised in a home and a culture that doesn't resemble themselves or their, where they came from. And that's really a really dangerous line to walk and they're not even considering that they're just nope. in the ego of we had a calling from god to adopt we've watched we've we've fostered this baby for nine months baby who's not even like mm -hmm. a six-year-old who's gonna really remember you but mm -hmm, you're just mm -hmm. in your own ego uh, it, and it, it's so insane too because it's not only the uh, it's i well i had a calling from god so i have uh, an entitlement because of yes. my because of my god but i have an yes. entitlement because uh reverse racism because you're <laughs> i'm being discriminated against so yes, now i'm even turn it, you're the victim that's that's the biggest <laughs> exactly thing of, that's the biggest like 
irony in white supremacy is that it turns around to, well, we, we are the victim. I, th- yeah. I'm being discriminated against because I'm white. This is reverse yeah. racism. I'm not even allowed to. When, when the systems that are put in place that they're fighting against were put in place because of racism, why yeah. do you think there has to be a mandate that the tribes have like that these are the, the these are the steps that it mm-hmm. goes through with a child yeah before it is offered up to anybody else to adopt why do you think that is that's because of racism that's because of colonialism that's mm-hmm. like that's why those things exist so then for white people to come in and say that that is racist is the most convoluted vision it's of why these systems bonkers. are in place it's like it's one thing to feign uh, like ignorance and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know about their cultures, but yeah. like, you know, I just bonded with this child. But to that, but to then go the step ahead and be like, no, you're yeah. discriminating against me. I have absolutely no fucking sympathy for you. You're, that's done at See, this point, especially you know, because there are there is a tribe that wants to take care of this child. And and in this in this case, uh, Brackeen versus Holland, Brackeens are argue are fighting. For themselves, they're defending yeah. themselves and well, claiming themselves to be the victims. But the, but Holland, the other side, is centering the baby because this is about the mm-hmm. baby. But yeah. the Brackeens are making it about them. Exactly. And that's how you know it's already not. You're not even fighting the same fight. You're fighting for your own ego and your own race yeah. versus fighting for this child who is at the center of this. Yeah. Um. It is so fucking bullshit. Uh. Also, like spoiler alert they won like they won on a state level to to adopt this boy and well i won't spoil what else happens with this family but it continues um but basically they want to fight on a federal level because they want to fight for all the families which are all white evangelical families that get a calling from god to adopt and this is also it sheds light on how fucked up the adoption industry is yes. in this country, like, let alone ob- to na- the Native American community. Yeah, like, it's it very is, dangerous. It's so dangerous how we treat children. And, like, I just saw, did you see um, the 2020 or any clips of, um, the, you know, the Turpin family? Do you remember the Turpin family from California? No. So basically, it was like 12 kids that were being locked and chained up in their parents' house for their entire... It was like, the oldest was like 29. What? They're emaciated. It was like a fucked up torture hell. Um, yeah. And and a 17-year-old managed to escape and call the cops, and that's how it all, you know, ended. But there was like a... a, a I think the youngest was 10 months or to a year or something, and I could be wrong, uh, but a baby. And the oldest was 29. It was like a freak wow. fucking couple... Who? When was like, this? Uh, I think they, 2018 was when they were discovered, but uh, two of the sisters just went on 2020 to talk about it. And Whoa. what's fucking bull? This story is insane, and I'll, it'll be quick. But basically, um, of course, the the parents had a calling from God to have all these babies mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and treat them like shit. It, it literally, just in, wow. insane abuse. Um, but for about 30 years, because they did. Oh yeah. For about 30 years and no one knew because they would move around all the time. Um, What is coming out is uh, right now is that another reason I can't believe that no one's really talking about this as much as they should is that there was so much outreach and, and love sent to and money sent to this family, the siblings when they were, when this broke out in the news and these kids, to the kids, to the kids, Mm -hmm. there was um, hundreds of thousands of dollars raised for the siblings, right? 
But it's come out now that um, I forget what state they're in. Shit, I Don't forget tell what the me. state they're in. Oh, California. I'm done. This is Riverside County. Dumb. Um, they have no access to their funds. The youngest children in the family have been jumped around from foster home to foster home, have been abused by their foster families. What? Since leaving their original <laughs> abusive home with their biological parents. So they're being re-abused and re-traumatized in the system right now. And for some reason, don't have access to their money. The older kids are trying to like, you know, they like, I, I, don't, I just learned how to ride a bike. I want to buy a bike so I can go, like, have a job. And they won't even oh. have, give them the money to ride a bike. Who has to buy the money? a bike? The county. So it's it, it's so insane, and they, and like ABC News, like tw from twenty twenty, like in their interviewing, they couldn't believe it. They were trying to like, uh, like interview people from the county about it that were supposed to be taking care of these kids, and they're like, no comment. Blah, blah, blah. So now ABC News is like suing the county wow. to get access to the records to see like what's going on, why are they not giving them access, and to gain access to the funds. It's it's, wow. it's like. The fact that they're being re-traumatized and re-abused. Like, one of the, the girl that called 911 is like, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't really have a home right now. They're fucking homeless. She's, like, going on, like, couches and stuff. She's, like, what? like friends. Yeah. That's how fucked up the system is. So oh, that's yeah, why it's, it's so twisted. It, it's another reason why it's, like, the, the pro-lifers. It's, it's yep. just a bullshit fucking argument yep. because this is what you're fighting for. You're fighting for a system that fails children on exactly. all accounts. And this is white children here. Yeah. Like, you, let because alone. Because you're not pro-life, you're pro-birth. And, yeah. and, and, you know, being pro-choice is actually just being pro-quality of life because this is the system that a lot of these kids get thrown into. It's so sad. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense. So, like, if these white children are unprotected and can be re-traumatized, like, yeah. What do you think these these right. these Native American children are going to be? How they they're going to be treated? So court records show that two of the three non-Indian families in Brackeen, the, basically the Brackeens are also fighting for these other white families, have <laughs> successfully fostered or adopted Native children despite equal protection. So they are winning, and with tribes agreeing to the adoption, like tribes are like I, it's just, but they still claim discrimination. It doesn't matter. They're still winning, but they're still claiming. Wait, so the tribes are allowing them to adopt and well, they're they still no claiming... Well, they have no choice. They have no choice. But, but so the tribes are, you know, saying okay, and they're still claiming reverse racism. Exactly. So that's why they're, like, they, they want the state level. Like, it's what do they want? They adopted... Money? They, they already they, have the kids. They want to be able, and they're, this is the thing, they're being backed. We're going to go into it. They're being backed by money, corporations with money, politicians with money who want to dismantle Native American communities for their land. Yep. Um, spoiler yep. alert. So in two studies from, this is crazy, from 1969 to 1974, the Association on American Indian Affairs found that 25 to 35% of all Native children have been separated from their families and placed in foster homes or adoptive homes or institutions. 90%, 90% of those were sent to non-Indian homes. Okay. And we're supposed, and it was supposed to be a protection. Like that's how much. Yeah. Like so that. Yeah. I, I was gonna say because an ICWA aimed to reverse this trend. Today, Native children are four times more likely to be removed from their families than white children are from Can theirs. Can you four I, times? 
four times more likely. And according to a 2020 study, in many states, Native family separation has surpassed rates prior to ICWA. This is most due, mostly due to strategies ignoring or flouting ICWA requirements. Yeah. Oh, sorry, states. states. States ignoring ICWA requirements. Well, strategies, so, too. <laughs> yeah. States, it is a strategy. States with strategies to yeah. ignore ICWA requirements because— yeah. No it's like a, a piece of legislation passes, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't mean anything if states decide to ignore it. Yep. But, you know, you're like, but you can't ignore it. It's a legislation. The legislation passed. Yep. Well, the rules are different if you look different. Exactly. It's a huge catch-22 for these families and these tribes mm -hmm. because they, they can't win against these people who are backed with yes. money and God on their side. That's, uh, yeah, because yeah, no, normally a common, well, common cause for removal is neglect, mm -hmm. but that is such a vague term that it's like neglect, so a form of abuse and a highly skewed claim, especially when the Native families most most targeted are poor. Mm -hmm. So failure to exactly. pay rent, for example, can result in eviction and homelessness and the placement of a child in the state foster care system because of unstable living conditions. Some yep. state statutes may provide up to several thousands of dollars per uh, a ch several thousands of dollars a child per month to foster parents, right. depending on the number of children in their care and a child's special needs. But why doesn't that money go towards keeping families together by providing homes you know instead I mean? of tearing them apart and giving money to the white foster families who have those kids? Wait, what? It doesn't make any sense. They're like, no, we're going to give them to the, yeah, we're going to give them to the white foster families instead of building yeah. these communities up so they don't have to be we fucking... have this money we yeah. have this money we're just going to give it to the white parents who want to adopt we're not going to give it to your community to put roofs over your head so we don't have to separate families it makes zero fucking sense and much like the boarding school system which preceded it foster care is rife with stories of sexual and physical abuse neglect like i was just talking about with the turpin family um and for and like this is the thing with native children forced assimilation into into uh dominant white culture whatever white That's culture what is a lot of the boarding schools were were yeah. doing is forced assimilation and they were stripping them of their languages and their culture and their traditions to assimilate them it's disgusting mm -hmm. to say like nothing of the lifetime trauma of being torn from one's family and na uh, and nation during the formative years of childhood so why are corporate law firms so this is basically the money of people like gibson dunn which has represented walmart amazon chevron hmm. shell uh they and as a former employer of the far-right arkansas senator tom cotton showing up at custody battles to square off with poor native families and tribes are like are they really interested in welfare of native children let's see exactly are they like do they are, are they a part of this because they care about children let's actually think about this yeah you've represented walmart amazon chevron shell and now you're yeah you're squaring up against impoverished native families who who why are you here why why because they want to uh like they want to associate with the Brackeens mm -hmm. and help them to bring this to the Supreme Court to overturn overturn ICWA, but also to gut Native uh, tribes' federal protections and rights. Like yes. their counterparts, the anti-critical race crusaders, anti-ICWA advocates use a language of equality to target native um, native nations you know what i mean like they, yep. they just they claim like i like we oh, said it's before unfair that they have their own that they have yeah it doesn't uh, matter what color of our skin we should adopt this baby it doesn't no. matter 
We'll have no. yeah, hundred percent. They have like a like a TP playroom for you know what I mean. Like yeah, that's their version yes. of oh having God. the child be one with their their fucking culture. And white congressmen from western states terminated tribes um, in the fifties, making the argument that the collective rights of tribes shouldn't trump the individual rights of U.S. citizens. And those results were extremely catastrophic the legal ab abolition of dozens of tribes led to private privatization of their lands for the benefit of white settlers and businesses so this has been a practice since the 50s of of course of white uh money it, white wealthy politicians um basically just being like nope fuck you fuck any protection fuck any law that's protecting native tribes because we want that money we want that land yeah. honey we want Collective that land this sentence, yeah, it's all about the land and yeah. the wealth of, because saying collective rights of the tribes shouldn't trump the individual rights of U.S. citizens, first of all. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all. <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's so transparent. It's so transparent because that's what, it's always, it always comes down to the same thing. It's yeah. money, power. That is land that is, that's always what it's about. Yeah. And, and they're so going to just skew it and act like there's no angle that they could take logically when it comes to separating families and children. So the only thing they can, they can angle it to, to claim that the issue is equality is the most infuriating thing I have ever heard. And, and these are the same people that are like, ah, fuck critical race theory. I don't want to yes. learn any of that shit. That's, that's racist. It's right. like this. We can't learn teach children critical, critical race theory. That's racist. <laughs> but um, let's talk about reverse racism that white you people would, experience. You, it's like the, you need it the most because obviously you weren't, you, 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 you're not um, privy to the fact that history is repeating itself and yeah. that we're, we're raping these people of their lands all over again. Sen like they barely century have after anything century. left. Nothing. They barely have anything left. Nothing. You're taking their their lands away, their money away, their protections away, and now their children. Saying that there's no equality because there are Native American reservations and that's not fair to the private U.S. citizens. What the hell? So what's happening now? Not like and, uh, the yeah, let me, let me, it's unfair. <laughs> I should have the ability to buy it. Oh, now it's, now it's available. I'm buying it. And nobody who has actual rights to this land can have it. That's fair. That's yeah. America. And and the the Brackeens who won the adoption on their son is now drum roll mm. fighting for custody of the boy's half sister. So it's not enough to to tear this boy away from these tribes. But now and the the it's an it's a Navajo tribe. The, there's an extended family in this tribe that wants to take care of this sister that have the means to mm. do so. It doesn't matter. They want her now. So now it, it, it's getting even more. But you know, wild. you know they're gonna win because the systems are the systems already set up. Yep. For these white evangelical families who just want to adopt the poor native children, and so now that they have the son, the boy. Yeah, that you know they're definitely gonna win because then they they're just gonna argue. Well, we don't want to separate him from. We can't siblings. separate a family. Come on, like look at you I have a pool. A, you can't separate half siblings, but you can separate children from their immediate families and their tribes yeah. as a whole and their entire culture. It's cool. so he's, he, yeah. Like he 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 would say he was like oh the dad the Brackeen dad was like well I you know I'm an he, I think he's an engineer or something. He's like I you know I have the means. I have a pool. I have eight bedrooms. What God. can I, you know? It's not even enough. It's not that like they're claiming they have zero 
shelter they have shelter and food <sighs> for the, these children you know what i mean like they're and not wealthy and a community that understands them that looks like them that respects them and loves them <sighs> that what but you have eight bedrooms for mm -hmm. your child to be depressed in because you ripped yeah. him from his culture and yes family fucking asshole anyway Rip so from your culture but have a swim yeah have a swim have a swim about it good luck <laughs> and, and and a bible study yeah so this is a nightmare scenario for tribal representatives and that the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, if they agree with the Brackeens and rules that ICWA constitutes racial discrimination and goes on to deem tribal affiliations a racial <laughs> designation. And if that were to happen, many of the statutes making up American Indian law could be challenged on constitutional grounds. Uh, and laws in danger of being overturned include Major Crimes Act, which establishes the role that the federal government plays in law enforcement on native land, environmental protection agency policies that allow some tribes to ensure that the oil and gas industry which is a huge reason why these fucking politicians want their land of course why um, do you want the land what's there yeah what's... and they just want environmental regulations over them yeah environmental regulations um and federal programs that provide services like welfare or health care to native americans so all of those yep. could be at stake because of what the fucking brackeens and their like asshole backers See, are doing and you know we're talking about how messed up our actual foster and adoption care system is and this is like obviously adoption can be a beautiful thing this we're just talking about the system because all yeah. systems in this country are set up mm -hmm. for racism yes um, another group vocally opposed to ICWA, vocally opposed is the adoption industry obviously so the adoption industry isn't even like <laughs> no these kids should be <laughs> no. no no including a huge number of evangelical christians who want to adopt children obviously yeah around the turn of the century um celebrity pastors with huge followings began framing adoption as a moral imperative yeah and the result of this was a boom in the adoption industry both domestically and abroad mm -hmm. a 2013 survey found that practicing christians are more than twice as likely to adopt than non-christians and that American adoptions make up nearly half of all adoptions worldwide. Be and it's don't because and like we are the moral high ground. Exactly. And don't think that they're doing this because, you know, they want to like actually protect children to the degree that they need protections. No, no they want to do this so they can colonize. They exactly. can use their Bible as a way, as a weapon, essentially, to exactly. make sure this child from this country, this child from this tribe will be welcomed in in God's graces or whatever the fuck yes. they say. You know what I mean? In it's your just, God's graces. Yeah, it's it's Let just, us colonize the children of the world and adopt yeah. them and save them and rescue them and take the, take them to this first world whiteopia where yep. it's, it's, everything is better. It's your run-of-the-mill Christian genocide and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, colonization. It's it's the same old, same old tune, boring get a new playbook yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's just like go fuck yeah. yourself so with the future of ICWA uncertain tribes around the country worry about what might happen if native children lose their special protections sarah castalic she's the executive director of the national indian child welfare association she was quoted of saying the fear is without these protections in place we know the system continues to be biased bias is baked into the policies and safety assessments and you name it our fear is that we are going to going to go back to the pre-iqua days the mass removal of our children yep. um 
So, you know, for an update, the Supreme Court could agree to hear Bracking versus Holland in January 2022 at the earliest. So just keep that in mind. Stay posted. Um, yeah, at the earliest, depending on how, whether any of the parties ask for a month-long extension, like if there's an extension, but it could be in January. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's just insane that this is going on and it's insane, but oh, not surprising, unfortunately. It's not surprising. It's just another, it's another reminder that we really, this, these things are constantly happening. These systems are in place and these systems are operating just as they were set up to operate and the ones that are in the forefront in the news we all know about you know thankfully black lives matter has come to the forefront of society and people are conscious of that but native americans native issues in this country are so under the radar yeah they're just completely you know and they're voiceless they're yeah completely voiceless and it's just it, I don't know. It's appalling and it's really disturbing. And, and it's, I think, up to all of us to continue to educate ourselves. I learned a lot from this case. I didn't know about this until yeah. you told me about it. And yeah. it's like, I don't know. I think that the more the more we commit to educating ourselves about these issues and spread and having these discussions, like, you know, you don't have to be an expert on something to start a discussion with your families about it because you don't have to come and you know, like I just learned about this and it's an interesting thing. And that, like you brought it up to me and then I could bring it up to my parents. I don't have all the answers, not bring it up to them as mm -hmm. a, um, as an authority on the subject, like, Hey guys, I just learned about this. What do you think? And we all talk about it. Mm -hmm. Those are important things in people's families that need to white families, especially that need to be Absolutely. done because yep. it's, it, there are a lot of good people in this world who just don't know anything that's going on. And if they did, they might do something about it and they might mm -hmm. not. And then that's a whole other problem, but people are ignorant. They don't know. Yeah. Share the story with everybody, please. Um, this is a horrible precedent that's being made here. Yeah. Um, and we're, and to sit back and allow history to repeat itself. I mean, you know, don't, you don't have to, Basically, we have a charity nonprofit that if you want to do something, um, this is a way to do it. So it's the National Indian Child Welfare, uh, Welfare Association, uh, NICWA. NICWA works to support the safety, health, and spiritual strength of American Indian and Alaska Native children, along with broad continuum of their lives. They support tribes in building the capacity to prevent child abuse and neglect through positive systems at the state, federal, and tribal levels. They're the most comprehensive source of information on American Indian and Alaska Native child welfare. Welfare. NICWA is a nonprofit membership organization that's based in Portland. Their members include tribes, individuals, both Native and non-Native, and private organizations from around the U.S. concerned with Native child and family issues. Together, their partners, board, staff work to protect Native children and keep them connected to their family, community, and culture. So to learn more and donate, please visit NICWA, N-I-C-W-A dot org. And you can donate there. You can be more active in this story and yeah. the case that's happening um if you're feeling useless and depressed about this case because yeah and I also relate. like you know for people in your life it's also creative gift giving like holiday season yeah. you know you make a donation in someone's name and that's just obviously we've all heard of that being done but th that's very significant it's a very significant thing to do. And if you have people in your lives that feel as strongly as you do about these issues or, you know, th this is a great way to do good and 
you know, and support in the holiday season as well. Absolutely. Um, so follow us on <gasps> IG and Twitter at the SOS pod, subscribe, rate, review on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google, and more, um, uh, reviews, especially on Apple podcasts really help us jump up in the algorithm and more people can discover us. So that's important. Um, we're on Patreon. So if you want to become a member, 2022 is going to be lit $3 a month, $7 a month or $11 a month. Um, and you get bonus content. You can request episode topics. You'll get deals mm -hmm. on an exclusive merch. Exclusive, um, amazing, gorgeous merch. Yes. And handwritten notes way. from yours truly. Yes, exactly. Perfumed note cards. Perfumed note cards. Um, I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm Melissa Rosano. Here's to turning meltdowns into magic. <laughs> <laughs>